This time on TNT. We talk about Home Alone and Home Alone 2. And there is a shortage of smoke, an idiot. Plus, what the bell is going on with my internet? That's all coming up right now on TNT. Hello. There he is. How's it going, bud? Good. Uh, Indy and I have been playing this game lately called Human Simon. Remember, like it's it. not like Simon says. It's Simon the like um, the things like the, that light the up. Lights. You have to remember the order. Beep yeah, bop. Of, yeah, exactly. So it's beep bop beep. It's a memory game, and let's see how many you can do. I think you're gonna get eight before you blow it. I don't know. No, it's it's it's, uh, it's interesting because it's like. It's kind of like it's memory, but it's also short-term memory. Exactly. So my, my um, long-term is better than my short-term. Right. It's memory, <laughs> and it's also, what was that other thing I was going to say? Okay, ready? <laughs> exactly, for sure. Okay, you start. Do we need a theme song, or are we good? I think we're good. All you have to do is just repeat back the noises that I make in the order that I make them. Ready? Okay. Yep. <clears throat> Bap. <laughs> Bap. Bap dork. Bap dork. Oh, we both have to That's remember. Two. Bap dork. Bap. Bap dork. Bap. Bap dork. Bap bap. Bap dork. Bap bap. You're at four already. Bap dork. Bap bap gork. Bap dork, bap bap gork. <laughs> bap dork, bap bap gork, bap. Bap dork, dap dap gork, bap. Bap dork, bap bap gork, bap doop. Bap gork, bap bap gork, bap dork, beep. I don't know. I don't remember, like, what, was that not it? Did bap I get some wrong notes? Bap, bap, gork, bap, deep. Whoa, was that one? <laughs> bap, gork, gark, gark, gork, gark, beep. Bap, doop, bap, bap, gork, bap, beep, bap. Bap, gork, dark, bap, gork, bap, beep, bap. <laughs> Feels bap. like we're doing the same notes over and bap over here. Doop, bap bap gork bap deep bap bonk. What doop gork bap gork duck day gonk. What the hell's gonk? Bap doop bap bap gork deep bap doop gonk bap. I feel I feel like you're changing it now. <laughs> Well, it's a memory challenge for me, too. I know. So it's like if it's... I feel like you didn't add one. And now we're doing just like two kind of the same with the last I think, one. I think you got seven, but you're also doing the notes, but you're not doing the words. Like you're changing some gorks to bow. Oh, yeah. Up. No, I didn't know I had to follow the uh, the words. Yeah. So I definitely weren't was off that line. But do you want, Simon's you gonna do another not. Si- one or are you going to do one si- for me? Simon's not words, though. It's like just notes. I know. Is that, the, is, that how, is that how you play it? 
Do you yeah. add words? Oh, yeah, it makes it harder with the words. Bap, doop, gork. <laughs> yeah, no way. It makes it so much harder with the words. Bap, doop, gork. Those are th that makes it instead of three things, it's six things. Bap, doop, gork, nougat. <laughs> Hit me with one. I want to see how I do. All right. But I don't know if, like, one, like that's the thing is, like, the. If Simon forgets, then how's, how's the game work at okay, all? Okay, well, pick a word that... Oh, yeah, right. Well, this is the interesting you know what I mean? thing. It'll be interesting to see if Simon remembers. <laughs> okay, I'm going to... Do I have to do the words, too? Well, we can just pick a word. Just do them all beeps. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Beep, I'm going to just stick beep, with notes. Beep. Yeah. Sure. All right, right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Human um, Simon. Round two. Okay. <laughs> Boop! <laughs> <laughs> Boop. Boop up. 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 Boop up, boop, boop, boop. Boop up, boop, boop, boop. Boop I don't know. Boop up, boop, 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 it feels like a, a police song. I can't remember it anymore. It's good. How many was that? Like six? I, I think we probably got about the same. Yeah. Kind of six or seven-ish. It's so silly. But it's a great little memory game. And it's fun to make like robot sounds. It's a good car trip game. It's yeah, it's definitely like you're trying to communicate with stars or something. That's what you hear. Yeah, but I feel like there's only obviously there are four colors on Simon. So yeah. there there must only be four notes, and then there's a really low gork when you blow it. The Brad Roberts? Yeah, it hits you with the Brad Roberts when you blow it. Yeah, it like the, goes, the uh Whoa. Well that's what that's what UFOs always do, the Brad Roberts, the blah, the real low banger. That's when they mean when they mean business. <laughs> um, uh, all of a sudden, everybody's getting the shots. Can you do the throbby low note and whistle combo? I can't whistle. Really? Yeah. We've have we not talked about that? I can't whistle for nothing. Like I've been told how to whistle, you put your what is it? You put your tongue at the back of your teeth and and then like pucker up and blow and let it get nothing. You're a funny creature, Jeremy Taggart, because you do have some little picadillos. Like when we're on the road and I'm doing the snap ride symbol, like oh. Stacy's mom has got it. Yeah, well, on. I mean, that's There's it's bugging me now. There's From something the about the, snap. the note of a snap that is yeah. like nails on a chalkboard for you. 
Explain yeah. the science behind that. I think it's no different than some people can't can't handle hearing someone eat beside them. That's me. But what right? is it like about I, snaps? Like I, I assume it had something to do with in ear monitors and your ear canals are blown out or something. Is it just snapping no. you don't like? It's just a high pitched snap near the ear. It, I've always had sensitive hearing. I started wearing earplugs really early as a drummer, and I'm. I mean, I have if, if my last hearing test w- was no different than anybody pedestrian on the street. So I haven't damaged my hearing because I've always worn ear protection. But uh, I'm. I'm. I might. Maybe I have damaged it in the sense that maybe some of high frequencies are more uh, offensive to my ears, but uh, you know that that's the only thing I can think of because I can't I can hear I can't not hear you know I can still hear everything the same, but uh, that's something to uh, think about because. You know, there's there's a lot of people that have hearing damage where everything is too loud, ever all across the board, and everything has to. But I mean, usually it's because they have a big tinnitus ring going on over everything. But I don't have anything. How do you wear earplugs and <clears throat> in ears? You don't. In ears are earplugs. So they so actually the mus- they work to to mute. Or drown out the yeah. outside noise. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you can't hear anything outside. I mean, if you're if you're some people wear one, and that's a bad idea because you're just getting crushed with one side and protecting the other side, and you can cause severe uh, issues with your inner, you know, your balance and all that stuff. All of a sudden, you have issues with that. <clears throat> You don't um, want to mess with that, but uh, no, yeah, no, they're 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 ear protection, but it, they're right in your ear. So if you crank music and stuff while they're in, that's bad too, right? So you have to be careful. Um, Jeremy Taggart. Yeah. This weekend was uh, Indigo's ninth birthday. Suge turned eleven, and Indy turned nine. Party and on! It was a big birthday week. And it well, was obviously a big Jack, week. They're two Jack and Lisa, almost to the day, and then Jack and Lisa have their birthdays too. Yeah, it's a great time in the fall here for all of us. So, what did Jack do given restrictions? Well, Halloween was pretty much canceled anyway, so yeah, he was fine with having like uh, just us hanging out with uh, t- two of his friends that are kind of in his group. So yeah, it was fine. good. Chilly. It was a chill city. And then what Good about for Lisa? And Lisa, same. Like, just relax and hangs. I love you relaxing can't do, hangs. You can't really do anything. There's You can't go... We're in uh, <clears throat> stage two here. So you can't... There's no movies. There's no restaurants. There's no real going out. So you, you just uh, have to kind of party on inside. Which is fine. Do you know what I found, though? In the limited times that I do stray from home, and it's not far, and it's not complex, and I'm not going out to the club, 
But if I have to go to Halifax for an errand or something, I can't wait to get home. Yeah. It's funny how the the more time you spend kind of uh, low-key and kind of close to home, how, I don't know, how much we're creatures of habit and um, it feels weird to stray too far. Well, I think, I know for a fact I'm an introvert as a, as a human being. Like, I don't really like to be away as much as I like to be here. So um, I suspect you're probably similar in terms of like that. <laughs> you're kind of looking for the exit as soon as you get into place. <laughs> yes. Because you want to get back to what's the most comforting and that that's here for sure with my family. I think that's the thing was like, uh, there's something to be said just for being together. This whole year has been uh, unreal for that. Just uh, you feel the need to be close even more. So if you go out, uh, like if, if I went golfing, for example, it feels like you're gone for a week. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. And, and how like, going to Halifax, which is an hour's drive away, feels like I have this internal clock ticking. I can't can't wait to get home because it feels so far. But meanwhile, the first few months of this year, I went to Vegas almost every week. And now yeah. that just seems, for obvious reasons, so inconceivable. The interesting thing about, we've had a little um, flare-up in Nova Scotia after zero cases for many weeks. Um, it's kind of peak Maritimes, because you can almost figure out who the person is based on the um, uh, uh, exposure sites. Yeah. So, or you can certainly like piece together their day because it's such smaller numbers in population and cases. But they're like, uh, there was an exposure at Tim Hortons between eight and nine on November whatever, and then at the Y between nine and eleven. And then at the Donair shop between 11 and 1, you can like piece together. Oh, okay. So you went for a drink at the shoe shop and then you went out to the local for last call. Like you could kind of piece together the person's day based on the exposure sites, what part of town they live in and stuff. That, um, yeah. Well, and that, and that's the, and with that COVID app too, that's the idea, right? Just to trace exactly where everything is. Have, have you noticed, I've noticed like a, Bigger play, you never hear like outbreak at Walmart. You, you don't. Right. You don't hear the outbreaks at a major place. You might hear like mom, mom and pop's place closed down down the street because there was a a, a a herd of someone getting funny about that, isn't you it? Know, it's, just, it's a it's a bummer because there's a lot of places I've noticed that are bigger that all of a sudden aren't open for the day, and it just says just closed. Closed for cleaning. Whatever. It's funny yeah. because like. There's a bar in Halifax um, uh, uh, called Bitter End, and through no fault of theirs, one of their patrons uh, was positive or was uh, exposed to someone who was or whatever. And so suddenly, in all these publications, you're reading the name of the bar in a way that is kind of with a negative connotation. Yeah. And the guy who owns the bar did the right thing as soon as he found out. He shut it down, blah, 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 whatever. But it it's almost like... It's not fair that they would be caught in the crossfire by virtue of something their patron did. It's not like they ignored rats in the kitchen. Like no, some, but some guy went there for a drink. If it's and a now big, they have pl- a terrible rap. Yeah, but if it's a big place and they don't, and, and 
for example, I'm not going to say who it was or the, the name of the place, but I remember my daughter saying I was at this place and that I saw someone didn't have a mask on working there. And that was the place like uh, three days later, it was like wraps around it and saying just cleaning and no one there. Oh, wow. But like, wouldn't it have been better first and foremost if there was like some serious uh, better attention to the to the employees with precautions and wearing face masks and gloves? But uh, it's just interesting, and it would have helped right away if someone would have said, "Hey, this is there's an outbreak here, and if you were in this place, maybe keep an eye or go get checked," which right. never happened. So. Uh, um, yeah, I think sometimes the business is worried about blowback up from business, yet it's important just as information. And yeah, you have to be open. It's going to happen to anybody. But for big businesses to say, no, we can't say anything because people won't come here anymore, really hurts because a lot of people would have been through there in uh, the past 24 hours or whatever. I know we drove to by Costco it, yesterday's. Man. Like you can't find... A parking spot. Costco is rammed. And I know it's coming up to the holiday season and the holiday is going to look different for people. Um, but for the girls, it's presented a very unique challenge because they're both uh, super into birthday parties and kind of started talking about it, you know, a few weeks ago. It's a really big deal at that age, as you recall. Yeah. So trying to figure out what to do inside a bubble for a party. So <laughs> I we'll love have 10 this. people, <laughs> we'll have 10 people in a me. bubble in Nova Scotia. <laughs> there are four of us. So Suge invited six friends to come over. And it wasn't a murder mystery, <laughs> but it was a mystery party. Yeah. So the, the premise is it's the Miss Teen USA pageant. And each of the guest is a contestant from a different state and gets their kind of character background and then somewhere over the course of the evening between the evening gown competition and the talent portion the diamond goes missing from the tiara which has been on display on a silk pillowcase for the evening so they are given cards like i've never done a murder mystery have you me either no i haven't so at the end of every round you get a card and your card is unique to your character. And it might say, um, you have to let everyone here know that you um, have been saving up for a yacht, but you don't have the money. Or <laughs> you have to let everyone know yeah, that you right. lost your grandmother's diamond ring and you feel sick about it. <laughs> so kind of creating this kind of tension and uh, sort of figuring out the whodunit. You got to so save, watching... save the house or else it's going to get taken away. Yeah. So watching them sort of uh, ingest this information and then figure out how to parse it out with within the confines of natural conversation yeah. um, in a short period of time while also trying to figure out what the other people did. I can just picture you hosting it all crushing it. Crushing it. Well, did you Carol do that? I, like, oh my goodness, what has happened? Everybody calm down. Carol and I had this... Um, conversation because Miss Victoria Morning is the name of the pageant director and spoiler alert it turns out it was Victoria Morning who did it yeah so I was like Carol if I'm like the oh this is preposterous yeah like, if I'm the person everyone will see it coming a mile away yeah but she's so reserved and ladylike and elegant 
it might throw people off the scent. So Carol was Victoria Morning. Nice. And what was her and reasoning was, for stealing it? What did she need the money for? Well, she, the pageant has been losing um, kind of popularity the last few years. And so she needed to do something to kind of get some attention back on the pageant. So it was like a false, fake kidnapping. Yeah. But the best thing was, at the end, they get you to interrogate every but one, and then you have to write down who you thought it was. Uh, one, maybe two people guessed Miss Victoria Morning. But everyone else was like, I think it's Miss Nevada, because she was talking about how she lost her grandmother's diamond ring. Like, I was I was curious beforehand to know if the story would track or if, if they would kind of uh, get it. And I was thinking, well, worst case scenario, everyone gets to put on a fun gown that they got at Value Village or Frenchies, and uh, <clears throat> Carol and the girls made sashes with all of the states on them so yeah it looked legit man the picture it was legit great for sure and then you serve like mini milkshakes or popcorn (laughs) chicken or whatever between things so and they had to have they had to have talents and stuff right too yeah and their (laughs) character background would dictate what the talent was so glitzy cardman was uh you know doing magic tricks whereas gatoria swampton from new orleans was a dancer so uh should kind of cast each of the characters based on who she thought would her friend zoe's from florida she was miss florida um she kind of cast the characters based on which um skills and talents they were kind of best suited for but did, any, did anybody did anybody fire up accents from new oh, yeah. jersey yeah indigo was miss new jersey <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> yeah she was miss new jersey and she kind of was talking like this a little bit, like kind of Joe Pesci sort what of you, thing. So what do you guys think? Yeah, she was doing that stuff, a bunch of utes. Um, yeah, there were a few accents. Miss Texas had an accent. Miss Texas' uh, song on the runway was Ready to Run by the Dixie Chicks. And then her talent was step dancing. Like everyone went for it. Just getting right into things. Well, it's just a good reminder that when everyone goes for it, it works. Yeah. And when someone's like, I don't know, I feel a bit weird, it doesn't. That's great. So that was Suge's party, and it was a sleepover, and it was bubble safe, and it required a bit of buy-in from the parents going, I know it's a weird time. I know, um, you know, no one really knows the rules or has a precedent for this. But also, in a year that's been supremely unfun for kids, yeah. to do something that was like a welcome distraction and kind of fun and... They stayed up late and they pounded sugar and they just had a blast. Yeah, no, that's it. So that sounds like a so great, they, great night. It was a great night. And then it was Indy's birthday this weekend and all she wanted was a tea party with her family. So we all right piled on. on the bus and went over to this uh, place called Birkinshaw's in Amherst. And, you know, this the woman, Eleanor, who runs it is, first of all, from England. And second of all, supremely... Uh, detailed in her delivery of this thing. So um, (coughs) the first thing I I had to ask her was, do you think it would be possible to do afternoon tea in the morning? And she was like, I I mean, I don't know. It's it's called afternoon tea. Like, that's not really done. (laughs) And so she she bent the rules a little bit for us because the girls had a a dance thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love when people are so committed to their craft. Like, she had thought about where people should sit and yeah. where the birthday girl should sit 
and she wanted to know colors and flavors that Indigo really liked. And watching Indy with her pinky raised drink tea out of fine china with a huge smile on her face was like... Just the best. All she wanted was a tea party. She has tea parties in her room all the time with stuffies, and we get invited sometimes. But to have a real fancy, authentic tea party, full on, like was, like was sc- scones and cucumber st- sandies. Yeah, cucumber sandos and some <laughs> egg salad sandos. No crusts anywhere. Classic. Um, do you know the most fancy detail? Maybe was the cucumber belts that the cucumber sandwiches were wearing. Like a skin, like it looked like a pickle, but it was cucumber, obviously. Yeah. Wrapped around the sandwich to tie it together. And scones and jam and um, these like little quiches and sausage rolls. It was it was like legit. And the jams going on. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was like full beep, 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 beep. Um, but these people like they do one thing they do tea and they do English baking and uh, food preparation I I noticed that the market in Moncton they sell like steak and ale pie and Cornish pasties and things like that but so specialized and I guess in this part of the world sometimes um, stores have to be a bunch of things you can't just do one thing so Amherst is a really small town and the fact that they're like Nope, this is what we do, and we only do this, but we do it better than anyone else. I love that specialty And stuff. they probably had the uh, the nice imported English chocolates, right? That's the best. Did they sell that? I didn't, I didn't have any of those. Do they I'm sell sure it? I'm sure they do. That's the bomb. Well, they made, they made the, this cake that had like macaroons on it and Lindor balls on it, and uh, it was really fancy. There were chocolates on it. I don't know if they were imported or not. But the tea was imported from Yorkshire, and I I realized when I had it, it reminded me like instant scent memory to when I was eight and uh, spending summers in Devon in England, where my dad was from, and it's the same tea. That's cool. Like I didn't even realize that there was... Uh, such a specific scent to it or taste to I it. I know, but, right? Or even like making it. Like you can't just make, like you think you just fire a bag in there and just whip it up. But that's like sacrilege if you do that to a proper English guy who'll give you the yeah. smack in the face. Like, what are you doing? That's not how you do it. Well, the other thing is she had a sign up in the place, Birkinshaw's, um, that said there's a difference between afternoon tea and high tea. One of them is kind of a blue collar, uh, more um, five o'clock kind of uh, sandwichy after work thing. Mm-hmm. That must be high tea. But oh, afternoon yes. tea is the more civilized version of that, which is more uh, savory and sweet scones and jam kind of thing. So people often, I mean often, it doesn't come up all the time, but but I thought the two were interchangeable, and it turns out they're a very different thing. Have you rocked but it? Was have you rocked it at the uh, Fairmont in Victoria? The uh, teas they have yes. the fancy one there. Yes, I have. I always slept in. It's legit. Yeah. I, know I mean, I hang out there. I'm into late scones nights. any time of day. I like me some scones. They're yeah. good. They're rocking. There's a there's the a, thing that 
The Sobeys down here, just down the street here, has an uh, imported English aisle. So they you can get the uh, the horny chocolate there. I think it's because they use real milk, milk chocolate. Horny <clears throat> chocolates. Well, I wonder if they use Devon clotted cream in the chocolates. Maybe. Honey. <laughs> yeah. Here, honey chocolates. We've got the milk and cream to make you honey. <laughs> that's, that's still my favorite. Is uh, horny chocolate. While the Beatles, Mal, Mal, <laughs> Mal Evans. We watched um, the Mal Evans. Of, uh, <laughs> right. Speaking of Miss New Jersey and Joe Pesci, we watched Home Alone a couple of nights ago. Getting into it already. Nice. Well, I keep expecting, the girls have never seen it before, I keep waiting for them to say, like, look, no one has a phone, or look at the the 80s bang. <laughs> yeah. They don't even notice that stuff. No. They just notice it's a great story. It has um, uh, uh, wish fulfillment. Mm-hmm. It has caper. It has comedy. Like, it's supreme. The original Home Alone is so supremely well written. Because the first thing that they had to do is make it plausible that these parents could have forgotten this kid. Yeah. So they create this chaos. They have a lot of kids. He slept upstairs. The neighbor kid came over with a hat on, had his back to them. Um, The power was out so they couldn't call. The other neighbors were away so no one else was around. You can tell they obviously spent a lot of time saying, okay, well, why wouldn't they just... Well, and they, they had they, to come up with answers for why wouldn't they just for all that stuff. Like they even paint the parents out to, uh, in a great way, and like Catherine O'Hara crushes it, but like the the parents are portrayed in Home Alone as kind of uh, dicks uh, uh, properly to have people accept that this has happened. You know well, that they, they actually forgot be. the kid. Yes, exactly. They have and, to. Be. Uh, yeah, and they uh, and. Uh, yeah, like you said, they were, you know, there's just that feeling of when they're, when, uh, when they're hanging out together and he's still at, at home and they're fine, <laughs> kind of, you know, even though, like, they don't know where he is at all. Right, they're, they're sitting in Paris in a hotel room <laughs> like, man, that's too bad about Kevin. It's the kind of thing that you just have to decide you're going on this ride and you're signing yeah. up for it and you let it take you wherever it's going. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, if you start to dissect, wait a sec, how does this child have an innate understanding of the workings of kerosene? Yeah, how, right. How does he know if you soak a rope in kerosene? Because we watched part two last night. How does he know yeah. that all you have to do is light a match and then... I mean, it's genius, but hearing my children belly laugh at the physical comedy of Daniel Stern is the best. There is some great moments. Some unbelievable moments. Like his... Like a lot of violence, if you think about it. Yeah, but it's like cartoon violence. Well, it's like a Looney Tunes come to life, basically. Because like any... Any one of those things like would have would finish someone for the whole night. Like either kill you or you're not you're not walking around anymore. You've got broken bones. Like <laughs> from the fire on the head to stepping on that nail. 
Those are those are like you're done. Like there's no like. How about casually chucking bricks off the roof? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Daniel Stern's face a couple times, and he's like, "Damn you, kid!" Yeah, it's pretty. (laughs) Like that's totally Looney Tunes. But his his like 45 second slip on uh, whatever was on the floor. No, it was inside the uncle's. Uh, house under construction and he did like a 45 second like it must be oil of some kind i don't think oh that's right the grease on the floor yeah Yeah. a 45 second like i'm good no i'm not it's like total looney tunes violence but i love that joe pesci and daniel stern just committed to the cartoonishness of it and just went for it like what a fun gig you're gonna get the heck beat out of you every day at work (laughs) For seven weeks. All right. It's for it's for kids. It's for kids. But hearing them laugh at that physical comedy stuff is just that's good stuff for the soul, man. Yeah. Kids belly laughs so, the best. Oh, it's the best. It's all time. So my, my I, uh, people should know that break that we just had there, where the phone like the phone disconnected, but we just re got on there. It's been a full day, so. Uh, uh, you know, things have happened since things then. Things have happened. Like you, you watched the second Home Alone. That's, yeah. Now you're caught up on the... Are you going to go with the third? I wouldn't. Well, I don't know what happens in the two. third. Is is the third... I don't even know. Um, Kieran Culkin? Or is Macaulay is, in the third? I don't, I don't know, but I, I just don't think it's worth it either way. There's a lot of other holiday movies that are good. Get the Polex going. The what? The Polar Express, that's the one. Is it? Get that one. Oh, you haven't seen that one yet? No. That's it. That's the that's the best one for the girls. That's ace. Tonight, well, do it. For okay, sure. Why? What is it about Polar Express? Well, it's just a great movie for the holidays. All it's right. the whole concept of uh, Santa and the North Pole and uh, just being a, a good kid. It's great. It okay. really is. And Tom Hanks is in it. Heard so it's got the Tom Hanksness. How about the Sneaky John Candy cameo in Home Alone 2? Love it. It's the best. Is um, he not? He's in both, right? He's in the first one too, isn't he? I don't think so. I know he was the... Uh, isn't the he on, isn't it just a... In the, first, in the second one. Oh, the Polka King. Yeah, that's that's the connection. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But what a, was... uh, what a what a face Catherine O'Hara has, and how many expressions! Like there's there's one scene where she um, uh, realizes Kevin's missing, then knows something's happening with her physically, and faints. And it all happens in about seventy frames. But just watching her work through every single facial expression she can muster in a super short period of time in a way that's believable i was um i texted a friend of mine recently and said of i was thinking about what performers do i know that have the emotional range and innate comedic ability and watchability of Catherine o'hara there's one in particular of my generation that came to mind instantly and that's susan kent from this hour has 22 minutes nice. she's not on the show anymore yeah. she's um, working on Lady Dicks now, but she is, she can tap into the truth of any character and 
She's believable dramatically. She was on Trailer Park Boys, I think, for a season or two after I left as Ricky's girlfriend. Um, she's dramatically believable. She's comedically uh, pitch perfect. Um, she can play dudes. She's got such unbelievable range. And it's cool to see um, people uh, with that many colors on their palette. Mm -hmm. Hey, did you see, her name escapes me at the moment. There was a, uh, she's Canadian and she lives in the States and she's a comedian. And for her acting class, everyone had to record a dramatic monologue. Did you see this? No. A couple weeks ago? She recorded a monologue from Austin Powers about Austin Powers talking about his childhood. And the words are absurd, but she delivered it dramatically and pitched perfectly and her, no one in her class said anything, but the words are like, you know, every spring we would gather and wear our meat helmets. Um, my father, like like this preposterous monologue that she delivered, like beautifully. It was really funny. Worth tracking down if you can. Very nice. I was just gonna say, Annalise on her own, just like all of a sudden I hear it all the time. She's been watching Shit's Creek. No way. <laughs> Yeah, so and she's like, like she went from the office watching because she's seen uh, the whole season. We've all watched the whole seasons, all every the whole series many times. She's she moved on by herself, but uh, and I was like, hey, Annie Murphy, she's a a a, a bod. She she likes the podcast, Annalise. It was one of those like, all right, Dad, cool, cool, You're cool. So there's she a, is such a body. shout out to a- Annie Murphy, but the Annalise is crushing it. Uh, she loves it, so that's uh, she's kind of a tastemaker in the household for getting people into shows. I should say <laughs> when I talk about Susan Kent and the gifts that she has, Annie Murphy has uh, so many of those gifts too. And and what she did with a character that was on paper kind of like okay she's sort of a valley girl kind of been done before kind of shades of clueless and kind of legally blonde ish um annie murphy rocked that character big time and found subtlety and emotional depth and all these things that probably weren't there on the page um the thing that is really interesting about schitt's creek is that dan levy is overt about saying Shows need time to find their groove and find an audience and all that stuff. And the first two seasons, people pretty much say universally are like, yeah, it's okay. And then it really kind of hits its stride around season three. You don't often get the luxury in a market this size to just sort of take your time finding your feet, right? Well, I don't know any other time that that's happened. Especially, well, it doesn't happen in America, that's for sure. It seems like you get two, three weeks no matter what. Right. In America. But, right, yeah. but imagine being the person who has to call Eugene Levy and say, you know what, your comedy, I don't know, we're, we're not feeling it. We're going to pull the plug on it. Probably I know, but no they one did, wanting they, to make that call helped. Yeah. I don't know. I think those, like the, the ones that are the upper elite and all, those executives, I think they thrive on that stuff. Do you? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. They seem pretty hardcore, those guys, man. Anytime I've ever met... An executive at record companies, like they they they're so uh, they love to to uh, if something's decided, that's their favorite part. There's the, a like, big difference between 
Canada and America in TV. Yeah. The first yeah. of which is, and it's probably, I'm sure it's the same in music too, America will get back to you right away. And America will book you a meeting and nobody wants to be the guy that passed on something that became huge. In yeah. Canada, you have to chase people for a no. Mm -hmm. Which is so preposterous. It feels like there's a lot more respect for writers and creators and showrunners in America because they understand on the network side that without any product to sell, you're not going to be very successful. In Canada, they sort of act like it's a privilege to be awarded an audience in their company. Yeah. Um, it's it's really kind of backwards. Well, and the, and, and the way well the way people view media now. It's kind of changed that idea of like what a, a a broadcast company can be anyway in Canada. So, okay, you know, so get this because right? of, uh, on the subject of conglomerates and like big media companies, we have Bell Internet at our house. Um, yeah. As you know, I'm doing these corporate gigs from my house, and I got the extra Turbo Hub, so I have the sneaky internet. Um, that I can use just it's banging data, but I can use yeah. for these corporate gigs mm -hmm. a few times in the last few weeks Including it started when I was doing uh, the Jay and Dan podcast with Dan Remember I reached my max data. Yeah, and you just you drop out, right? So that was thing number one. Yeah, and then a couple of times in the last couple of weeks It's actually like it's not a data thing because I just got the package I was like can I have the most data possible? Mm -hmm. um, but it just punched me out of a meeting. So I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. And I disappear no way. from oh, 2,000 people on a Zoom thing. That's happened? Oh, man. Yeah, a couple Yikes. of times. And it's really uncomfortable, especially if I'm doing like a game show thing that has points awarded and there's time associated with it. And all right, let's start the clock. 30 seconds. Here's the question. No, Where did no, go? no. Like way. I can't be having that. No. So I called Bell, as I've done a few times in the last couple of years, and said, as you probably remember, the first time I was like, my internet's really slow. And they said, oh, do you want the faster one? And I was like, well, sure, what does that entail? And they're like, oh, you just have to ask for it. <laughs> what? It's no more money? I just have to ask for it? How am yeah. I supposed to know to ask for it? So I called, um, I called Bell and I was like, look, this thing is happening and I'm paying a lot of money um, and it works pretty well most of the time, but I think you'll agree pretty well most of the time isn't a great bar. For um, when you're trying to do business, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure this year a lot of people are having these challenges. So I said, is there another option or is there anything on the horizon? Like, can I pay for fiber op to be run up my road? Like... I know it's probably out of my snack bracket, but can someone even just give me a quote on what that would cost? Because yeah. really, if it's, let's say, $10,000 or $20,000 over the course of a few years and 50 meetings, that might be an expense I'd have to consider. Yeah. Um, so the guy says, well, uh, I'm not supposed to be telling you this, but since we've been losing so many customers to ExploreNet, um, apparently we're getting 5G towers by the end of the year. 
And I said, "Can you can you repeat that?" And he said, "Apparently, we're getting five G towers by no, the end of the other year. the other I was like, part. No, the other part." <laughs> so he said, "We've been losing so many customers to ExploreNet." And I was like, "All right, thank you very much." <laughs> yeah, I'll talk Bye to you later into ExploreNet. ExploreNet. <laughs> in my driveway at ten a.m. the next no. day. No, it's a little thing, but the first thing that the woman said on the phone was, "I can help you get faster internet." And I was like, "Well, there you go." All I want is faster internet. <laughs> yeah. I already feel better. Yeah. So um, I had the bang. And so uh, I, as I've said before, you're kind of bartering in a trade you don't understand. So the bell guy said on the phone, think of it as miles an hour. Right now you have seven miles an hour. So the mm-hmm. ExploreNet person was like, do you want 50? And I was yeah. like, 50 is a much bigger number than seven. I'd love 50. So I now yeah. have 50 whatever's per minute. So and it's banging no matter what, and the Bang. quality of everything is fine. Like you go to send an email, and it's like, oh, I already did that for you. Like, whoa! And it's they can so fast. They can Fortnite bang all they want next door. It doesn't matter. They're on anymore. a different deal. Yeah, <laughs> they're on a different deal. So my question is, our and if anyone's still listening, maybe people have a similar plate. I have. A home phone line, which I don't really need, but it's bundled with our cable and our internet for the house because we still have Bell because I wanted to make sure ExploreNet was banging before I put it in the house. Mm -hmm. Do I just get rid of everything? I would bundle ExploreNet all day long if it works, yeah. Wow. Let's see see what happens. Crazy. What do they have? what, What do they have for like... A bundle option today. What do they do for TV and cable and stuff? I don't even know. I don't know if they have that. (laughs) The truth is, like, we don't watch much cable. I just can't. I I know I'm supposed to want to cut the cord and it's a waste of money. It's just when things come up, like the election or um, a sporting event. Yeah, well, and now you can stream all news and different, every platform you want now. There's tons of different options for that now. Can you watch your computer on the TV? You have that dialed? I can watch a TV on my phone or any computer or iPad and anywhere. But do you have, like, if you want to watch Netflix, can it come up on your phone? Yep. On your TV, sorry? Yes. Like, you have those things talk to each other? That's the one piece of the puzzle I'm missing. Well, that's just the TV itself i know we need a smart tv yeah get we got the samsung and it's just uh you turn it on and it all kind of works together so you have cable but like cable but actually i have a rogers ignite which is also good with netflix you can go on to netflix from your guide but uh if you want Prime, you? if you want Prime or Disney or something, then you have to go outside and go to the, a different uh, source uh, input. Okay, here's my question. Presumably, when TV started, there were all these independent channels, and then they sort of decided to get together and create a bundle to offer people, and that bundle was called cable. This is my favorite. This is like when you see two elderly people talking about technology. I know. This is where we're at. So, yeah, I love it. But isn't, at some point, aren't Netflix 
Amazon, Hulu, Crave, aren't all these entities going to have to to sit at the same table and decide like, okay, we need to offer people one thing? Yeah. Well, I'd say they kind of do right now. Like Ignite does, with exception to Prime and Disney, which you have to go outside of it. But I know, but whatever show it is I want to watch, I don't have that one. Yeah. I don't know. Five TV, I guess, is the same thing where you can link into all your stuff. But yeah, you need the TV first. Right. Uh, the TV that gets in on your Wi-Fi and starts firing it up with the apps. Right. That's what you I know. need is a smart TV. That's it. You got to go to Best Buy, get yourself a 55 banger, and uh, you're all set. What do they want for that? They're not bad. You can get a 55-inch, for, especially if you're, like, Black Friday is coming up. You could probably get oh, yeah. one for, for a thousand bucks, a great one. I know, but then the thing is, then we want the smart TV in the basement some of the time, but then we want it in the uh, living room some of the time. Then get two. Get a smaller one for, like, 200, 200 bucks. Just get a little guy. There's a there's a get, thing. No, get okay, get one. Get, no, th- this is what you do. You go wait for the shopping network, and you do the, the easy pay, where it's like twelve bucks a month for twelve months, same price. No, they're gonna get you. That's no, they, they don't. You. They don't. There's no extra cost. That's why it's it's a good move. I've done it. I did it no. with I did it with a, a Mac Book Air. Did you? <laughs> yeah, just just to kind of instead of firing up a twelve hundred, just doing a little forty eight bucks a month banger till the end of time. <laughs> no, it's a year. So it's it. done. It's already paid for. No, it's the same price. It's exactly that's why it's fine. It's exact same price. I'm very old school. Even if a car place is like, no, it's 0% interest. I'm like, I don't trust you. Here's my shoebox. This is a lie. Well, obviously, you're, yeah, go ahead. You're trying to get you're, me. I know, but you're that, you're that guy where it's like, you love throwing, you'll be happy to shell it out an extra 1500 on the day of instead yeah, of saving. on my own terms. <laughs> I'll pay my extra right not- now. God damn it, slam the money down. <laughs> My father-in-law always cites uh, <laughs> this anonymous group of they. Yeah, apparently they're saying the new Dodge is pretty good. Yeah, the they guys. It's they. always it all for some reason they are always on board with this person's opinion, right? You ever notice that with the, when they're talking about they, they always agree with their own opinion. <laughs> I want to tell you a couple of stories of. Um, uh, my my father-in-law's buddy Jim left us recently and he was a great character in something that's increasingly rare nowadays which is an unbelievable prankster. <coughs> so here's one prank that Jim did on their hockey teams like senior men's uh pickup hockey they play once a week. There's a guy who's really uptight on their team and he had dentures and he took his dentures out every day before they went on the ice. Classic. Um Jim knew a mortician and he said to the mortician, what do you guys do with the uh, like dentures if someone, <laughs> uh, if you're preparing someone uh, and they, they have dentures? And he's like, well, you know, give them to the family or sometimes we just throw them out. Jim said, do you think I could have a set of those dentures? No way. 
So Jim so, did the denture switcheroo after this guy went out on the ice. Come on. So when he came back in the dressing room, he's trying to ram these dentures that don't fit <laughs> in his mouth. Which is so high concept and dark, but the, the thing that I really liked about him is he didn't have to be there for the payoff. He was so committed to the setup. Um, so he would also do stuff like if, um, my if dad, somebody missed a my, practice. My, my dad, by mistake, threw my mom's dentures into the fire once. No. <laughs> Why, they were wrapped in a paper towel? Like he was, I don't know what it was, like some ashes on the table or something on a thing, and he just like threw them all into the thing. Into the, it's like my mom's teeth is melting on the floor. <laughs> Did he, they, he notice while they were melting? No, my mom was like, where's my teeth? Like five minutes later. And he's oh, like, oh, no. no. They see them in the fire all gone. Melty. <laughs> His teeth left. Melty teeth. <laughs> oh, no, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to scrape them off. They're like a, they're like a caramel. Melted caramel. He's like, it's not too bad. It'll probably still fit. Here's another good one Jim pulled. Yeah. Um, this guy wasn't at practice one week in December. And so Jim called him and said, just so you know, we drew names for Christmas presents. And uh, you got my name. And the guy was like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, a present up to 30 bucks. Um, you know, I love rum, as you know. But uh, anyway, you got my name. Okay, cool. So the guy comes the next week with a big bottle of rum. Jim, <laughs> they never drew names. There was nothing. He just there was no draw. But the guy was like, "Who got my name?" And everyone's like, "What? What are you talking what are you about?" Talking about? <laughs> it's such a simple prank, it's but so it's crazy. so awesome. And it's over. Like he's yeah. done. I wonder if he kept the rum. He gave oh, it to sure. him. Sure. Yeah. Jim would also do the, um, he'd borrow some rum from my in-laws and uh, then he'd bring their rum back on a night he was coming to visit and he'd come sit and drink the whole thing over the course of the evening. So he's like sort of paying them back, but kind of bringing a bottle for himself. Anyway, one of the the great characters and a a prankster. Well, that's um, like my my friend, our, our old OLP tour manager and friend, Kevin Meikle. He had friends that were crazy prank guys in Alberta, like biker styles. <laughs> and one guy left a pig in a guy's house when he went on vacation. Whoa. <laughs> and, you know, like imagine leaving a pig in someone's house for a week. What did it do? It destroyed the house, like peed and pooped all over the place and ate everything. Like including chairs and couches and stuff oh chewed my everything up gosh. destroyed the house show. yeah just destroyed it and then the other guy went and stuccoed the other guys like camaro stuccoed it <laughs> with what like with stucco what even is stucco cement you no know, the stu- you know like the stucco stuff on the roof like to have that look where the like the yeah, cavern popcorn ceiling yeah, that stuff all over, all thick, all over the Camaro. What even is it, though? Well, it's an adhesive, right? So it's it's completely sticks to the surface. So the car is just, the, the whole thing has to be re, the metal has to come off and redone. Oh, my gosh. 
You'd be <laughs> sort of like, you'd be furious, but you'd still secretly really admire. Yeah, because everything that that t- touches is just like has to be replaced. <laughs> Here's yeah. another gym prank. Um, a guy on their hockey team, Jim owned a paint store. And a guy on their hockey team who, same thing, missed practice or missed a game or something, walks into Jim's paint store and Jim says, oh, you missed, we all get a free lunch from whatever it was, Subway or Fletcher's Cafe or something. Um, all you have to do is go down and uh, tell them uh, that you're supposed to get a free lunch because you're on the hockey team. <laughs> oh, man, that's awful. So the guy goes down and asks for his free lunch and they're like, what are you talking about? Never yeah. heard of it. So the guy comes back to confront Jim and Jim picks up the phone and he's like, all right, well, I'll be down around four o'clock for mine and hangs up the phone while the guy's standing there and doubles down on it. There was no one on the other end of the line, just double committing to the prank. That's what pranks require is commitment. Yeah. You have to, you have to be completely dry and sell it, but yeah, that's uh, hardcore. Mike Cladberg and I used to do that, like falling at the bottom of escalators or, um, he did a great one at airports. In, he's done a few pizza corner, like falling and taking out a table and chairs in a pizza oh, place. Man. that's really busy and standing up and saying, oh, I'm fine. Backing out, getting in a taxi. Oh no. He knocked over a whole display of flyers in a bank once and people gasped and ran over to help him. That's when you know, when you get buy-in from the public, that's when you know it was a doozy. If, if those are just two you're aware of, imagine how many other times he's done that. I know. It's almost like just a, a, a serial prankster. Or just well, he he ha- like, had to get out there. And do, well, because his dad... Like a fake bird, yeah, right? Well, his dad started it, right? That's the way he... Remember the bread company that he worked yeah, at? Yeah, exactly. That, that's classic. Like, come on. He planted a fake bird in my carry-on and wrapped copper wire around it and was traveling with me. And he fell back and like came through security like three or four people behind me. And he's like, you have no idea how lucky you are. What do you mean? Look in your bag. It went through without getting... <laughs> yeah, I guess copper doesn't trip the thing. Oh, man. He almost got you. With a fake bird. Yeah, I told you once that I think on this pod that, at that yeah, the guys on the crew did that to me with OLP. A, a cow with like a basically a, a, a sex toy cow <laughs> that you no. inflate and get it on with. So they put this like inflatable cow with a bunch of like bolts and stuff and nothing. It didn't go. It didn't ring either. And they were like, damn it, man, you were they were all behind me in the line waiting to get get, you know, laugh their heads off. But it didn't I'm trip. asking only out of curiosity, where can you buy an inflatable Ger- sex cow? G- Germany. <laughs> <laughs> the short answer is Germany. Germany. <laughs> is that a thing? Well, I don't know. I just there's a lot of at, at this time when you there was a lot of like sex uh, video places everywhere and sex shops and novelty stores. And that's the kind of stuff that, that we're in there. So who knows? It kind of uh, stands to reason that the countries that are, by reputation, the most kind of buttoned up like to get down in the freakiest ways. <laughs> yeah. Cow pounding. I see he's pounding a cow. 
and then black over. Well, you've been to Germany, you know, haven't you? Cow pounding. Have you yeah. not been to Germany? Yeah, I thought you were going to say, have you not done that to an inflatable cow? Yeah. I have not. Well, they're out there, there, those shops. You see them, these video places a lot, and uh, that's what's going on. Um, worth mentioning before we go, today is Gordon Lightfoot's birthday. Oh, nice. There's Happy a clip birthday. on uh, CBC Music of uh, Music Hop host Alex Trebek asking Gordon Lightfoot about his writing and recording plans. Um, sad loss with Trebek, eh, bud? I know. That, 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 it's been the, when, when, it's just been a shitty year, and that makes it even worse. But, uh, Ripped his last episode 10 days yeah. before he passed away. And it's on Christmas, right? The final episode. That's going to be hard to watch. <clears throat> Do you know what's interesting? I'm reading his autobiography that Carol had uh, given me for my birthday. Nice. And I'm still in the childhood years, but he he's talked about two of his teachers in a very mature way. Like, I remember when my, my grade three teacher was quite a woman. She was kind of shapely and had legs up to here. No. Like, describing these women in a way that you would not, as an eight-year-old boy, kind of look at women in your life. My, well, I think he liked to get it. Lisa was saying uh, when she was at, at Queen's, I don't know where she was, like somewhere in Ontario... And a place, a business, or a place that her dad and her mom were at, and I were, and along came Alex Trebek walking into the parking lot. No way! And they're like, "What did you see? Looking for? He was looking for some uh, barn boards <laughs> for his place." Sure, he was. <laughs> yeah, Alex Trebek. I don't. I, um, I, uh, I just. He was. He was always. Uh, there, right? Just one of those voices you always heard. Yeah. Commitment to his craft and total gentleman and um yeah, like one of one of the rare kind of old guard host guys. Never tried to be more, never tried to be funnier than he was, like just the host. Yeah. And a constant presence and in a way it's hard to imagine Jeopardy without him. I know, and you can't watch that show without going, Oh yeah, no way. Yeah. There was a shortage of smoke in 88. Yeah. That's, I remember, his classic line. I used to wear this shirt. It was Bill the Cat on it. And it said, I survived the Blitz of 88. And uh, I never knew what it was. I used to wear it on tour in the 90s. And this one guy who was like a, a, set, a, a, a singer in Toronto. I can't remember his name. But he was singing backups on a Wild Tea in the Spirit song. And he's like, uh, I don't know, one of the guy, another guy in that he was with recognized the shirt. And then he, and he was saying, oh, that was the Blitz. And I was like, what the hell is the Blitz? Because I've been wearing this shirt for like two years. And he's like, oh, the Blitz was in there. Was no weed. You couldn't get weed in 88. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I guess it was like a big dry spot for the blitz. The blitz, and it's this. So and then, but this guy had this great voice, and I still remember it to this day. He just say, he just like that line's like, "There's a shortage of smoke in '88." Smoke. <laughs> yeah, like that was like a classic potheads, you know, reference to so weed. Whose who shirt was it? <laughs> My was it shirt. Ronnie's that you stole from it. Where did you get it? 
I think I just got it at like Value Village or something. But it was just a clock because Bill the Cat was just such a crazy, like, you know, remember that, like, how he it was drawn and the vibe, it was yeah. always looked like a more grumpy or like angry. <laughs> and so it just you was, survived the Blitz of 88. <laughs> I survived the Blitz of 88. And it was just this. And we Bill survived episode 222, bud. 222, the painkiller episode. Good chatting. Good chatting. Oh, ba 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 ba